0: Love Talk Radio. Good morning. This is your host, Dr. Deb Carlin, and this is The K Factor on Block Talk Radio, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it. We're here this morning talking about the panic and the pandemic, and how to make yourself valuable right now. You know, there is a theme of hatefulness that is present in our culture right now. And I'm finding this to be incredibly disturbing. Why is it that I say that there's a theme of hatefulness? Well, I've been observing over this last year the ways in which there have been protests, a lot between the genders, and then between the political parties, and I'm thinking to myself, well, oh, there's something really weird here. there's something There's something in the social psychology of our culture of our great nation that's very upsetting to people. But what is it? What's at the heart of it? What's at the core of it? And how do we fix it? Well, I kept watching these protests and watching. Amateur and professional media, people go out and try to interview people in the midst of the gatherings, and this was before the pandemic where we couldn't do congregations, right? We couldn't do the the gatherings. And there there was an invitation to have dialogue, and there was a resistance to it that was just aggressive. And I thought, no dialogue? And I started watching our congressional leaders, and looking at the ways in which there was no dialogue. There was a lot of screaming and yelling over one another. And then I started looking back at our media, both on the radio but particularly on television where you've got the visual and you've got people either in the boxes like on a Zoom call or you have people live sitting together. And there's not that polite, exchange if I speak and you listen, I don't interrupt, I wait for you to finish, I'm capturing my thoughts, and then I speak and I interact with you. But there's a new style of communication that is about, I'm not really listening to you, I'm taking offense at just the very being of you, and I have assumptions and some information about who you are, what you think, and what you're going to espouse here but I'm not really listening because I'm already planning in my head. Instead of listening, I'm already planning in my head my attack, what I'm going to say, and I'm moving through it like a maniac, frenetic. We don't have communications, my friends. So how do you make yourself valuable right now? Well, stop and think about it. Right now, we're looking at in this pandemic. This is now the 20th of April, and if you look at, and I'm going to jump around just a little bit here on my screens because I have my data here. If you, and you can find all this in the Small Business Monthly Magazine newspaper, which I write for in St. Louis, as well as on my Facebook pages, Deborah Carlin, which is my personal page, Dr. Deb Carlin, and Partners in Excellence, and build the strength within, and the K-factor, these things get shared because there's different audiences paying uh, different attention to the different things that I do, which all come together, by the way, under the heading of goodness, if we want to keep it really simple. It's goodness, it's kindness, it's authentic, holistic well-being, and at the core of that authentic, holistic well-being is the reality have to be kind if we're not kind we can't get anything out of one another kind kindness is the actual currency of the world and if you're not nice to people if you're not kind to them if you're not good if you're not good to them if you're volatile with them nobody knows if you come at them in an attack then they they feel like i can't trust you trust is at the core of everything between us as human beings and so it always Starts there, and then from trust comes kindness. It just flows. But but I want I want you to make Google your really good friend. And when you go into Google, you can go into Google or you can go into Google Academic, um, And uh, enter into the search bar, the the words coronavirus or COVID nineteen global statistics, daily statistics, um, by states, by USA, and, and start really looking at what is there. This is the biggest problem that I'm seeing that we're having is people are throwing insults at one another and saying that they know that millions of people have died from the coronavirus. I'm going to share the facts with you. And the facts come from... Uh, Wikipedia who's picking up the statistics from CDC, from World Health Organization, from worldometers.com. All right. Now, as of today, which is April 20th, in the USA, the number of diagnoses that have been confirmed, this means that the test has been delivered by a health professional and every time those tests are taken for no matter what procedures we're doing, they're entered into a database and they're recorded so we can track the epidemiology and the the actual growth or the stop or the trends of any particular diagnostic category. In the United States of America, the number of confirmed cases as of the end of the day yesterday is 770,564, okay? Globally, it's 2,406,745. Those are confirmed cases of the coronavirus. The number of recovered confirmed cases in the United States is 70,799. Globally, it's six hundred and twenty-five thousand and one. Right now, here's the big one: the number of deaths. Now let me let me be very clear here. I do not wish illness, discomfort, let alone death, on anyone, and I don't want to see anybody getting this virus. There's no such thing as a disease or sickness. That's not so bad. They're all bad. They're horrible. Disease means we feel uncomfortable. We're in a state of dis-ease. Our mind and our body are working in conjunction with each other to try to deal with some sort of ick. And we don't like it. It's awful. The number of deaths in the United States of America to date, as of last night, is 41,114. A lot of people are going to argue these numbers, it's going to send you back to Google. Globally, it's 165,257. Do you know how many people we have had who were annihilated in World War II? Mm-hmm. Six million Jews now that's a freaking outrageous number. How many people do we have in the United States of America right now who have died of the flu so i'm gonna I'm gonna type this in right here while we're on the air. flu USA statistics and I'm going to do them for twenty twenty. Okay? And the and right here live. <clears throat> so we can go to the CDC and there's all there's all different kinds of places on Google that you're going to be able to pull up the um the numbers and What we've got is the 2019-2020 US flu season. Um, Because influenza surveillance does not capture all cases of the flu in the US, the CDC provides these estimated ranges to better reflect the burden. And then we've also got a surveillance report, okay? Let's look at what the surveillance report is. These are both out of CDC. The Center for Disease Control. Um, we have hospitalizations, the um, influenza influenza positive test reports, and this goes to this is going to be 2019 to 2020 season. I'm really trying to get just 2020, but they don't like to break it down that way. For the And of course they're going to break it down. I'm going to do, I'm going to, I'm going to do seasonal um Flu and activity laboratory confirmed. Flu activity by clinical laboratory continues to decrease sharply and is now low. Fabulous. All right, let's look at the Friday, April 17th, U.S. Influenza Surveillance Report. They're hiding this information from me. The number of jurisdictions experiencing high or very high activity decreased from 21 to 12 this week. 21 to 12... The percentage, the overall cumulative hospitalization rate for the season increased to 68.3 per 100,000. That number is stunningly much higher than it is for this coronavirus. Some people are going to say, well, it's just the flu. I mean, how bad can it get from the flu? People can die from the flu. The percentage of deaths attributed to pneumonia and influenza is 11.9% above the epidemic threshold of 7%. We are not at the epidemic level, the epidemic threshold for the coronavirus. Is it horrible? Of course it is. It is absolutely awful. But if what we do, and and the name of the show today is how to make yourself valuable in the midst of all this, right? Here's what's happening. We need reasonability. We need people to understand the numbers. We need people to understand that this is not the Holocaust. This is not the Vietnam War. This is not World War II. This is not the swine flu. This, This is not E. coli. This is a virus that most people are going to recover from. Now, I'm working with physicians who are seeing patients in their offices and doing their very best to make sure that if they meet the criteria for being tested, which means you have to have a fever and you have to have the symptoms, and that they're testing positive, The most important thing to do is to keep them from getting pneumonia. Pneumonia is bad under any circumstances. The elderly die of pneumonia at an alarmingly high rate because when you get pneumonia and you're laying down, you don't have people helping you get up and understand that you need to not be laying down, your lungs really congest. And what we need to do is we need to raise our arms up above our head the all kinds of breathing exercises, breathe in and out hard. So we move the tissues in our lungs and push out the junk that's accumulated there because it's massive congestion. The reality is that when we have an illness and we hear that it is exaggerated, this panic seeps in. We have got not just a pandemic, a viral COVID virus. We've got something viral that's running through our culture that's anxiety that's associated with this virus. Anxiety is a fear that we're going to have the worst possible outcome. We're not having the worst possible outcome. We are not being annihilated. We are not dying at a horrific high rate as a result of this. As a matter of fact, there's there's a suspicion that in reality, people who are dying are oftentimes people, of course, they are compromised, but they're having a coronary issue. And it's it's not the virus that's killed them. It's a heart attack of some sort that's killed them. Maybe one is exacerbating the other, but the point is that any time we have panic, what happens inside of our head in terms of the story that we write and the way that we're thinking about it influences our whole emotionality and the way that we're feeling about it. And as we feel about it, what happens? You increase your heart rate if you get anxious. You have gastric juices being released into your gut. You get gut cramps. You get gut aches. It runs through your whole digestive system. It increases your blood pressure because when you're up tight, you are literally constricting your cardiovascular system, and that increases the rate at which your heart has to work to pump the blood through your body. Hypertension, high blood pressure. What's the answer? All about what we're going to do in our mind, not just for ourselves, but for one another. Why does something go viral through social media? It goes viral through social media because we have an emotional attachment to it. We get turned on by it because it's either so funny, so exciting, so happy. Like the people who have never seen color in their life and we give them a pair of spectacles and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, they can see all the colors that most of us have seen our whole life. And it goes viral, millions and millions of people want to see this happiness, this absolute, incredible, wonder, splendor reality of somebody being able to see all the colors for the very first time. What's that about? That's about our perspective, and that's about us as human beings saying, look at this, look at this. That's very positive. That's very healthy. But when we do that, and it is something that is horrifying, it is not leaving us in a happy state. When we are saying this is horrible, this is shutting down our economy, we're going to have the worst depression ever, everybody's going bankrupt, everybody's losing their home, nobody's going to be safe. Oh, well, the rich will be fine. Let me tell you something. There's nobody who's going to go unscathed because it's scary. But how to make yourself really valuable right now is to invite people into a different viral movement. I woke up at uh, about 2.30 in the morning the night before last. I could just feel the energy in the air of our country and our world, and it just, it aroused my mind, and I just had to wake up. It was bothering me in my unconscious that's what happens when we're sleeping we're trying to work out in the night without all this stimulation of the day what it is that's been on our mind and on our heart so i wake up and i go to my social media and especially although it was on linkedin too i especially on, on on facebook was seeing some strangers but people who were showing up on my timeline strangers to me on my business pages, on my personal pages, and then people who are my beloveds—I've known some of these people my entire life—and they are wishing the virus on who they disagree with. I hope they get this virus. I hope they die. I hope that, I hope they die a horrible death. What? And I went. I went. I I looked at this and I thought, this can't be. And I I prayed. I did. I, I, I prayed, dear Lord, give me the calm, the faith, the confidence to not engage in the angst here. Because anxiety is contagious. You can freak one another out all over the place. And I started writing to people. I really centered my thoughts and I started saying to people, in a very wordsmith-crafted, strategic, loving, genuine way. Please don't do this. Please stop this aggressive responsiveness. You're better than this. Kindness is the formula. Kindness opens the door for our communication. We need to be dealing on factual information We need to be extending kind words. We need to ask questions in a polite manner. And we need to offer up factual information. Otherwise, it's gossip. It's speculation. You can argue with me as much as you want to about the numbers that I gave you, but I'm going to invite you. Don't argue with me. Just go look it up yourself. And if you see that you find something else and I'm mistaken, educate me but don't come back and hit me over the side of the head or punch me in the face or hurt my heart or tell me something horrible about myself. I mean, I'm, I'm watching people on social media and if somebody is delivering a speech, there are people writing comments on, on either video or Facebook lives or commentary. Well, look how fat they are. Well, you know, who dressed that person? I wonder who's doing their hair. Why doesn't that person put on some makeup? What? What does it have to do with anything? Why aren't you paying attention to what it is that's substantive here? So what I did was instead of saying that, which would be firing off my immediate response of astonishment, I continued to write notes of kindness saying to people, reminding them, you're better than this. This isn't the core of you. Or I would write to people who I didn't know, and I'd say, we have an attachment to one another here. Obviously, there's something that's positive and good between us. I'm watching your commentary, which showed up on my timeline, which gives me the right to say, why? Why?" And please don't. You know, if I go to your page, that's your page. I may not like it, but but if I think it's vile and horrible, just report it over to Facebook and they can decide if it meets community standards or not. But if you show up on my timeline, I am going to encourage you to remember the love in your heart and the goodness that you have that you can share with another. Because obviously if that person is blasting out ugly Something's very wrong, and I think what 's very wrong is it is the fear and the anxiety I had predicted that our um, our rates of prescription drugs for anxiety and depression was going to spike during this time, and so i I did a um, I did a search and I found indeed that um Express Scripts, which is huge, right, in their America's State of Mind report confirmed that since mid-February, there's been a sharp increase, a number of spikes of 21% for depression, anxiety, and insomnia prescriptions, peaking, by the way, at 31.4% for anxiety prescription alone. That says our whole country is frightened. Scared. Not only are we scared of the virus and afraid that we're going to get it or someone we love is going to catch it. We're afraid that this lockdown is never going to end. That we're going to be stuck at home. And there's a lot of people freaking out about that. I don't want to be at home. I want to get out there in the world. I like to be out in the world well, I love being at home, but I love being out in the world, so I like a balanced life. This would be a phenomenal opportunity for people to say, you know what? I don't even recognize these four walls because I've been out and about so much that I was just going round and round and I get to settle in and see what kind of a beautiful place I've created or it's not what I want, so I think I'm going to create the beautiful place that I've always wanted. And who are these people who are here with me? Or if it's just me by myself, who is me with me? How do I deal with all this? I'm here by myself. And how do I reach out to other people in the midst of feeling alone? I love Zoom and FaceTime and all that good stuff. I love to write. So I'm writing people. I'm calling them on my landline. I'm calling them on my mobile phone. I'm texting people and how are you? And just extending sweet and love for the connection because I want the human connection. But... What's happened is people are now, now that the president has said we're going to open the country starting May 2nd, and by the way, that's based on the other trends that I've been posting and talking about, we are all except for the last two states, which will peak by the end of the day of May 3rd, according to the predictions, which have been pretty consistent across the country thus far. Say May 3rd, everybody's peaked. Spike in cases has flattened. We've hit it. The reported cases are on the downturn. And we're seeing less cases and more recoveries. Fabulous. Now, what people are afraid of? We can't go back out there. We can't reopen. This is going to be disastrous. Everybody, please. Dr. Deb Carlin.com. Meditations. Please. Google my name and do the relaxation response that Dr. Herbert Benson came up with decades ago that I have taught to tens of thousands of people. Please dial in and start to breathe like this. Inhale confidence and exhale self doubt. That easy. Inhale kindness. Exhale being spirited. Inhale optimism. And exhale anxiety. It is precious that we do this. We are here collectively to spread another virus. It's called kindness. Because kindness, when we experience it, either because we receive it or we extend it, oh, it makes us so happy. It makes us feel so yummy, doesn't it? And valued and recognized. My plea for you here today is to be kind and let it flow. So on that note, I'm going to say this is lovingly. Your friend, your host of the K-Factor, where K equals kindness, and the factors are all the things that lead to it, here on Blog Talk Radio, the host of this show, signing off for today and wishing you love and peace. All right? So come back soon.